My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Good morning, video games. Welcome once again to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and with me as always... Hello, Cums. My name is Ben Vanell, and boy, what a 24 hours in video games. It's been huge. It's been exciting. I know we're all thinking of the same thing. Some of us stayed up late for it. Some of us got up early, but we're all on the same page. Today... I played Crusader Kings 3 and became obsessed with it. And it's the talk mm. of the town. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us in town to talk about that, it's Adam Knox. Someone's on a bloody upswing today, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Get a load of Mr. The Meds have kicked in over here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, good, yes. good for you. Though. I want to play that Crusader Kings game. That looks fun, but... Um, Unfortunately, I've been subjecting myself to other ones. We'll, we'll talk about that. Mm. We uh, Before we get too deep into the show, we should uh, plug very quickly. We did our um, PAX presentation, went live uh, just before we recorded this. Thank you to everyone who checked it out live and who uh, uh, posted stuff on the socials about it. Uh, you can watch the whole thing now on our YouTube channel. And also part of it was a um, mini like a, a sample of a new bonus Bandcamp episode, which is up now. It is us remastering and fixing E3. Um, mm. It's our plan to make E3 uh, rise from the ashes of uh, COVID-19, like a glorious phoenix. And, uh, yeah, we really came up with some good stuff. We're, uh, oh, yeah. we're sending you all over the bloody internet to watch all of this thing. It's like one of those little ARGs <laughs> where they make people look mm. for clues on the Bandcamp page to figure out what the YouTube yes. link is. It's in the HTML yeah, yeah. code. You have to manage all these vast different uh, factions and, and, and places <laughs> and, and kingdoms like in the video game Crusader Kings 3, which I'm just raring to talk about. <laughs> no, but it is, it's been a fucking huge day in video games. It's, a, it's our PAX thing, which we worked super, super hard on and was like, like I'm, I'm very proud of it, but it was, it was very difficult to make, I would say, in, in the... In, in our lockdown, which we're still in. But also the PlayStation 5 stuff happened. It's genuinely a huge day for the mm. stuff that we talk about. It's very exciting. About, I think, yeah. four hours after this goes up as well, there's like a Nintendo Direct mm. partner showcase thing, which the main rumor I'm seeing about that is that it'll be Monster Hunter, like a new a new Monster yeah. Hunter game on there. Right. Um, 
So that could be cool as well. But obviously, we don't know the fucking future. Or I would have lived a lot, a lot differently back in January and February, I tell you that much. Yeah. And probably within the last week as well, because I've been playing Marvel's Avengers and I want to get a quick review of that out of the way. Uh, if that's all yeah. right with you boys. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm, obviously, mm-hmm. we'll be doing a huge, a full detailed rundown of the PlayStation 5 showcase. So let's get our gaming reviews out of the way. Nox Avengers... Um, it's, it's honestly, I thought people would be more into it than we (laughs) would, but it's had pretty middling reviews across the board from what I've seen. And they're right to be middling in my opinion, as much in the, in the same way as, uh, you, if you were like a songstress, if, if, if reviewing this game was the same as you choosing a songstress to be. You wouldn't mm-hmm. go far wrong if you decided to be a middler. That's what I am firmly under the opinion of. And Whoa. we'll stick to, despite whatever <laughs> fucking noise you might make about that, <laughs> I'm just trying to recreate the experience of playing Marvel's Avengers because, yeah, it's it's a shame. I went into it with... Um, I, I'd seen a couple of things where, like, people were saying after there was a negative response to the beta of it, people were saying like, Oh, actually mm. the story isn't that bad. And like the single player is a proper single player campaign. So, and I was really up for that. Unfortunately, pretty much everything I would be looking for in terms of the gameplay for this type of game and the story from this type of story just kind of isn't there. Like if you love mm. the Avengers and those characters, maybe that will push you through. But I think this incarnation of them is so, uh, underwritten compared to you know a lot of the good stuff that's come out in the last decade or whatever that uh it really just falls flat on that front and the beat 'em up combat that the game is completely comprised of there's little tiny bits of exploration and that sort of stuff but it's mainly you in corridors that then open up to arenas and you are wildly swinging in a very unsatisfying way at all of these pretty generic enemies with this very sludgy feeling combat that just never gets to a point where you're uh, feeling like you're in control of what you're doing that much. You've got little abilities Mm. and powers and all the sort of standard stuff you'd expect from like a Batman cross destiny game, which is basically what this is, but it doesn't have the the chunk and the satisfaction of the Batman combat. And it doesn't really have the enjoyable upgrade paths and the um, again, satisfying shooting and more structured missions even in destiny than these are it's just yeah it really Mm. falls flat on everything it's trying to do for me um so again you'll know if the fact that it's a marvel game is enough to get you on board but if you're 50 50 about that this will put you in the bottom 50 of that i'm I'm more than willing to bet right if you're a general marvel fan go play spider-man on playstation 4 Exactly. Instead. Get Miles Morales <laughs> yeah. in like two months as well. That that mm. those games. Well, no, that first game was really good. I don't know about the second yet, but it looks good. The second and yeah, it does way more justice to the character that it's portraying than this does. It really, I don't know mm. what it is because they've got good actors for them. They look a bit off just because you're so used to the film versions of those characters at this point that I think mm. maybe they would have been right to go an even bigger shift in the other direction and make them look more comic booky maybe or a little different from what they are they look like you know uh oh robert downey jr is sick for the performance tonight quick get the understudy in um totally 
and then yeah, the gameplay is the same somehow. Where like it just has that real fucking annoying thing where like you know when a game is just undercooked enough that like for example, so you play as um Miss Marvel for for most of it, and she's like coming to uh understand her own superpowers that she's gotten because of this accident that happens at the start of the game and she's meeting the avengers as she goes along this story and you uh, there's one section early on where you're kind of sliding down rooftops this just sticks out in my mind for some reason and you're jumping from roof to roof and there's a roof that i jumped to that was on the opposite well obviously on the opposite side i wasn't jumping into the same place, but <laughs> there jumping was... for joy, going no, yippee! No, I love yay. this game. Uh, thank you for clarifying. We did need that, <laughs> and it all looks the same. All of the roof looks exactly the same. There's a right. slope to it, and you're trying to get to the bottom. So I went to the right, which is where it was sloping down. But it was just one of those things where the game was like, no, 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 no. That's not where we intended for you to jump. So here's an animation of you falling to the street and dying. Do it again, but slightly to the left and the bit that looks exactly the same. It's that sort of undercooked feeling that just permeates the whole thing. And the story, man, it's a... Sorry, what? So Miss Marvel, she looks exactly the same as Marvel, but she has a big pink bow around her head, right? That's Miss Marvel. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it's the 1980s (laughs) character, Ms. Pac-Man, but the superhero version. You figured it out. You've done it. Thank you for (laughs) confirming. (laughs) Um, She is like stretchy. That's her power. She she can stretch her body parts out. I've seen her in the the trailers for this game. Not a character I'm familiar with, though. But anyway, sorry. me, Me either. And she's not uninteresting as a concept but just the way they do it they just cut these little fucking corners with the story as well that really make it come across like a piece of shit like it's got the the sort of quippy kind of marvely dialogue it's trying to do that but mm. a lot of it doesn't really hit that well particularly with her because she's having a monologue a lot of the time because she's on her own a bunch of the characters right. do these sort of monologuing bits and it doesn't it it doesn't work being quippy with yourself in the same way that it does in dialogue mm. and then the dialogue just isn't quite there as well, but like, so <laughs> again, early on, the <laughs> you, so five years ago, there was a big accident and everyone blamed the Avengers and then superheroes were basically outlawed and replaced with this like over the top corporation who is policing the streets, looking for superheroes. And you as, um, I forget her name, her real name, Ms. Marvel, you're sitting in your bedroom and the way that she finds this underground network of superheroes who are still communicating is through a Reddit post that she clicks on (laughs) that has something like 60,000 upvotes on it. So a lot of people have seen this fucking thing. And then she clicks on this Reddit post and guesses Iron Man's password. The password being, I am Iron Man. And that <laughs> that gives her a USB oh. key that she is chased around to get the contents of, and it has like damning footage of the villain of the piece, you know, deliberately locking Captain America in a place that leads to his death. This is all early on. This isn't spoilers, and people keep talking like she's hacked them. They keep saying that she <laughs> hacked them. It's like no, <laughs> she this, did not. This sounds. Awesome. The, the way everything you're the way you're I, describing this makes me it's like when you talked about um Detroit become human and I was like, oh, man, sure. this sounds I I want in. That was 
so sure that it was clever that it made it fun though. And I did laugh out loud at mm. some of the stuff that happens in this game because it is really <laughs> fucking hokey and first drafty. <laughs> I am I in there? Like there's another bit as well. Like right after that, it just is it's so thick throughout the whole thing, this this type mm. of writing. You're like um, trying to avoid the police and you're shimmying along this windowsill looking into a person's apartment and they're watching TV with a news story about the thing that happened five years ago. But you as a character don't necessarily have that context, so it's helpful for you, the player. But they're watching a news report from five years previous Wait, to give that's you like stretching well the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. When the news Tommy. does retro... Yes. When the news does retro corner every night where they're like, let's yes. throw it back, guys. <laughs> but they just play it really seriously where they're like, but terrible news about the Hindenburg today. Like, it, it really, <laughs> all sorts of that sort of shit happens throughout the game. It's so. like, that's like that very, very convenient trope in a lot of media is like, you know, the character walks into the room and the news just happens to be playing the story that fills them in on mm. like the exposition. Yeah. It's like... How they just been stretching that disbelief for it to be five years after the fact? That's just very dumb, <laughs> and it just keeps happening with people showing up in convenient places at convenient mm. times, and really, uh, just—I don't want to say lazy writing because that's very mean, but the impact of it is that you feel as it's difficult for you to get invested in this story because there are so many points where the story jumps those weird gaps that, yeah, it doesn't right. fill in. So I, I have not been enjoying it at all, but it I can understand the point of view that if you were a um, someone who was looking for a very uh, easy to not be fully engaged with game, like a background sort of thing, and you're super into those characters, this might scratch an itch for you. But uh, mm. I, yeah, I don't think it's um, particularly good for the majority of people. I, this is a little tangential, but I would be fascinated to chat to someone who writes for games because, like, we know from just writing for, like, stage stuff how the limitations of the physical space or the development process or whatever it might be impacts what you can write. It mm. must be a fucking nightmare to try and craft, like, a genuinely emotional, um, like, yeah. sense-making narrative for video games considering how many other fucking departments must be constantly like jostling for priority. Absolutely. And I bet there's mm. a whole bunch of hoops you got to fucking jump through because you're working f with Marvel. You know, there's mm. got to be so many yeah, limitations yeah. and stipulations that they have about those characters. So, yep. I, 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 yeah, I, I think it the, the problems with the game really come across as uh, symptoms of it being pushed a lot quicker than it maybe should have been. Mm -hmm. Of it being uh, a product you, more than a work of art, maybe it, it feels right. like to me. Mm. There's a lot of bolts that you could tighten up here with every aspect of the game, and there's something good that they were trying to do underneath it, but none of it gets there because it 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 hasn't been shined up to for me anywhere near close enough to a quality that I'm willing to put up with. Mm. Fair enough. I so think, yeah, yeah ten out of ten. Like the consensus too. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want do you want me to go, Tommy, or do you do you want to barrel through a couple of the things you've been playing? Um, the only thing I've really played this week is uh, Yoshi's Island. <laughs> that game's really good. I would really recommend anyone check it out if they haven't, or even if they have and they just want <laughs> a bit of comfort food. 
That's my This is worse than the news report in The Avengers in terms of being completely outdated. (laughs) I don't want this podcast to become ridiculous by us talking about very old Mario games. Anyway, listen next week as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I've yeah, as mentioned, I've been playing Crusader Kings three. Oh, I tried playing Wasteland three. I'll mention that as well. It's on PC Game Pass. Um, I think that was the one. Oh no, I think Crusader Kings was the one that was temporarily unrated or refused classification in Australia. One of these two, oh, I think. Something to do with incest or something, which. probably. I bet. Oh. That'll be Crusader Kings then. Um, yeah, but I yeah. never get any of my so, YouTube videos published because of that same reason. <laughs> <laughs> published. Um, <laughs> Fucking, why do I say YouTube yeah. videos? Doesn't make any sense. I should be submitting movies to the ratings board here or something. YouTube videos are widely known for their primary yes. feature being that anybody can upload them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Famously yeah. no quality control on the old YouTube. <laughs> One of the yeah. primary Alex- elements of... That people think of first when they think of YouTube. Alex Jones was deplatformed because he talked about fucking his mum, I think. So it's sort of similar to Crusader Kings. I fucked my mum, uh, but she yeah, wasn't really my mum. I ate a frog and it turned me into loving my mum. That's pretty Alex Jones. Yeah. It's pretty good, yeah. Uh, so dad. Wasteland 3, it's basically XCOM in Fallout setting. Um, and it sort of lacks the originality that that combination combination suggests. It it's fine. I'm sure if you are really into turn-based strategy games like your uh, your XComs, your Mario plus Rabbids, the only two references I have for them, I guess Fire Emblem is a big one as well. Um, if you love that side of it, the combat side, then uh, and I think you know people are loving this game. We've I've seen I think maybe Dave Callan mentioned he's playing Wasteland Three. A few people in our group as well. Um, but it just didn't grab me. Um, doesn't mean it's no good. I actually think it's probably a very good deep game, but yeah, just not for me at the moment. What is for me at the moment and is similarly deep and complex is Crusader Kings 3. Now, this is a game I'd never fucking heard of. I don't know why I have heard of it now, to be honest. I must have... Like, it's not a name that would have grabbed me scrolling through Kotaku. Uh, Crusader Kings 3 is easily something I would have just passed by. I can I can answer this question for you. It's because mm. I posted it in our chat, I'm pretty sure, and said, this looks cool. That would be why, then. <laughs> that would, that's the only reason why. <laughs> a trusted recommendation. <laughs> um, and it's on PC Game Pass, which is something that I have and I'm paying for and probably haven't got enough use out of for the time that I've been paying for it. So, yeah, downloaded this, went in. It's like a fucking hour-long tutorial that I did not understand. Um, and then I went and watched some YouTube videos that uh, did mention incest and haven't been taken down. So I guess that's for all fine. That's all clear there. <laughs> that's um, so funny. That's like the Simpsons episode where he like reads that, that what's the book? It's like how to learn accounting. And then you see that in the bin and it's accounting for dummies. And then you see that in the bin and he's looking up accounting in the dictionary. This is what you're describing <laughs> yes. to me, man. <laughs> yes. Yes. Except I, I would... Uh, Hazard a guess and say that Crusader Kings 3 is more complicated than the entire practice of accounting. It's really a very, very complicated game. It's basically like if you watched, you know, your um, The Tudors or Game of Thrones or something like that and was like, oh, what if you could participate in every single aspect of every moment of political intrigue, military attack, defense, um, 
and yeah, plotting and and sort of backroom backstabbing in in every kind of show or book or or history like that. It's really really complicated and deep. Basically, mm. you're like, um, you start off as a king, but you will live through that king's lifetime when they die. You play as their heir and so on throughout history, and you're like managing. Um, the approval of every subject that you have, you're trying to get um, claims on other titles around your kingdom, you're participating in battles because your ruler, the one above you, like the Roman emperor asks you to, you're like holding feasts and trying to get favor with people. Like it's literally every element of ruling a kingdom in sort of like the, from 1000 AD onwards. It's, Really, really complicated, but fuck me if it's not addictive. Um, mm. I think I mentioned to you guys, like I was I was in that tutorial bit and was like, this is so complicated. And you said, Nox, like, yeah, in, in three days you will be completely obsessed with this game. And you're right, <laughs> I am. I played it until like playing. 2 a.m. last night. <laughs> I am playing Crusader Kings, but you are the character that I am controlling. <laughs> yes. I am now making yes. every decision in your life without you knowing, it yeah. turns out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it is the <laughs> most addictive game I've ever played. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's so, it's very, very big in scope. So it's hard to sort of boil down to like, you know, even a five minute description. But you, you have a character and he has traits that are like diplomacy and intrigue and military and stuff like that. And that determines. Mm. You know how good you are at yeah doing battles, um, convincing people to do stuff. You can like scheme to make people like you. You can scheme to murder people. Like a lot of it is not as extreme as like, oh, um, like so say with the game like Civilization. Early on, it's like send all of your military guys around, try and take some cities and expand your thing as fast as you can. But that's like not how it would work in real life. It's more like make everyone in your city happy, make another city have some. Uh, sheep there have you know like just very gradually build stuff up and you're sort of genuinely looking at it over the view of like a dynasty of people so of course like your first king isn't going to invade the neighboring kingdom over because not only will that maybe not work it'll fuck over a lot of people they'll be unhappy with you and there's all these alliances and all this shit to sort of constantly be balancing it's basically balancing plates the game um but if you have patience it's really addictive because you're like, yeah, you want everything to be working properly and you want to slowly build up, like, my grandson will take over this kingdom. Um, oh, man, it's so good. <laughs> it's so complicated. And it's just great that a game, like, a game exists where people have been like, I'm going to make you be able to do everything. So if you mm. want to, you can. Right. And it's just so, so impressive. And it sounds like it's trying to be more of like a simulation than a board game like Civilization is. A board game themed around world conquest, but this is like a simulation of Europe conquest. Basically, yeah. Like I, I think I also mentioned it's like it reminds me of that mobile game Reigns. And it's like and that is absolutely the simplification of Crusader Kings because it's like right. at the top of the screen you have like um, your people, your faith, your military and some other thing. And every decision you make in that mobile game, left or right, affects the approval of each one of those things. And this is just that, but on every single level with every person down to, like, someone's grandson in fucking Poland. Um, 
it's yeah, it's great. I th- I I understand why it's really popular, and I I've seen a few people in our group and and on on socials being like, I hope you guys play this because I can't stop. Um, yeah, it's great. I think you'll know if <laughs> if if it's appealing to you by the sound of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm loving it. That sounds sick. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to quickly mention too. I played the Outer Worlds DLC that came out called something Gorgon something. Mm. It's uh, more yeah. of that game. Perils. It's perils of Gorgon or something. That that sounds right. Peril peril on Gorgon. Yeah. It's like sort of a um, loosely noir PI kind of themed uh, right. side quest. It's basic. If you played any of the DLCs for any of the Fallout games, it's mm-hmm. along those lines in the same way that the game itself was along Fallout lines. Um, yeah. It was fun to go back to that game. It reminded me of how much I liked the writing in it. The writing is still really, really good in this. So uh, mm. it's definitely worth picking up if you enjoyed the main game. Uh, it took me a little bit to, to reacquaint myself with everything just because it's been like a year since that game came out. Mm. And it is worth pointing out mm. that the DLC itself isn't on Game Pass. You have to buy the season pass or the individual thing. But the game itself right. is still on Game Pass and does still work with that um, yep. on Xbox at least. So... Yeah, I, I, it's if you want more Outer Worlds, it is now partially available, and there's one more to come next year as well. Mm. Oh, cool! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I, I thought we'd lost Tommy. Nah, <laughs> so, he's just not thought, doing his think, fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all thought each other had frozen. All right, let's move on nah, to. Uh, yeah, I, did, I, I could see you moving <laughs> slightly. And I was thinking, hey, Tommy, <laughs> wake up, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least there's a big silence there for you to easily cut out. <laughs> I'm not cutting it out. Tommy's got to live with it. Everyone's going to know. Hang me out to dry. That's what I deserve. Okay. Nah, I'll cut it um, I'll cut it a bit. Everyone will know that it happened. Well, yet. we got to get into the- It went for 24 the, uh... minutes, but I've edited it down. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got to get into the big, uh, the big story of today. We uh, mm. we are recording this a day later than we usually do, and putting it straight up because uh, yeah, there was an announcement a few days ago that uh, yeah, this morning, six a.m. Australian time, was the big PS Five showcase event, um, and uh, yeah, we all watched it. Uh, we've been talking about it during the day. So, do you want to do you want to go through this uh, in? in order of how stuff was announced, in the order that uh, everything kind of happened in the yeah. event. Is that the best way to do it? Because there's bits and pieces of information that came out that weren't contained within the press conference mm. thing itself. Yeah. So I guess we'll just yeah. say them when they're appropriate. I think it's worth pointing yeah. out, though, before maybe even we go into this, like we all watched it today and I think we were all pretty heavily influenced by it today because all three of us now have pre-orders of PS5s Sitting in yes. our little inboxes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, first off, uh, a cinematic trailer of Final Fantasy 16 being revealed. Mm. This hadn't been. Yeah, this is a this is a, a premiere of that, right? That hadn't been. Yeah. For sure. Announced anywhere other than people just knowing that, you know, it will exist at some stage. But And a really weird little message before it played where it said, this footage is captured on a PC um, mm. emulating a PS5 or something like that. It said some weird thing of like targeting yeah. what a PS5 will be. But yep. that was emulating pretty Emulating the to PS5 see. experience, I think, was mm. the specific wording. Which yeah. 
It's uh, like I love that they now have to have that transparency because they know otherwise they'll just get fucking shot down in about you know an yeah. hour's time when someone uncovers like oh you lied to us or you know whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I should point out now. I was only emulating anger with Tommy before. It was a joke and I was emula- emulating the experience of as if I was saying that stuff. The, ex- the experience yes. of being angry yeah. at me, yeah. Yeah, surprisingly <laughs> the effect on, on the viewer, very similar to the actual experience. Yeah. It's mm. pretty great and, I, I like, yeah. you know, a lot of people weren't impressed with it, but I, I thought it was cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looks, it's, it, def- it fucking looks like one hell of a Final Fantasy game. It looked Final Fantasy up and Ooh, down. Yeah. Yes, it did. It, it was reminiscent of the early ones and some of the later ones, that sort of Final Fantasy 12 and 9 and, yeah, all of those ones up to, like, 6, the medieval steampunk sort of setting. But, yeah, it looks like it has this sort of gameplay style that's been Final Fantasy since the 15th uh, entry in the series. Yeah, and it, mm. looked, it looked heaps like 14. It is being made by, I believe, the same team as that or at least the same director, so... Um, right. I know people. I've still never played that one, but people do really like it. So um, I'm mm. into this. It's a it's a Sony exclusive as well on console. It will be on PC as well, but no Xbox version this time. Yeah. Which is the first time that's happened since I think 13 came out, which is pretty big shake up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. pretty. Uh, I was pretty cold on this. It looks a little. Uh, you know, especially having just played the Seven remake, which is such an mm. interesting and. Um, creative setting this struck me as a little bit kind of medieval fantasy paint by numbers just in in what i in you know in in what was shown here Mm. um but yeah if it's got that similar uh kind of combat style of of the seven remake then i'm sure it could be one over down the line it didn't it didn't this didn't really grab me i didn't think it looked like bad but it definitely it didn't really jump out at me in the way that um previous final fantasies have sure. seen a first glimpse of them the characters visually looked a little flat i did i didn't think they really looked like technically or artistically that interesting really everything else was you know it looked yeah fine but but the actual human beings in the game like yeah they looked a little but, you know, generic or something in spite of what i just said i i, I do kind of I kind of appreciate the fact that they that it is a bit more of a kind of pared back uh, approach. You know what I mean? That they're going really kind of like old schooly, back to basics. Um, you know, very very kind of classic RPG, JRPG um, style of world and stuff. So I can, you know, I can I can certainly appreciate that as an. I approach. think it's it's very likely to be good because like the Final Fantasy combat, if it kind of sticks with what Seven Remake was mm. doing, has gotten really good. And yeah. it strikes me as it will go to the thing kind of like 12 where it'll be a lot about like grand, large-scale political intrigue type of thing. Looked like, you know, warring factions type of Final Fantasy bullshit. I'm, I'm super up for it. Yeah, me too. I think yeah. I agree with you about the generic nature of the characters. Like, obviously, I, I, I'm assuming the, that guy with the floppy black hair is the main character, but I also assumed that every other character in the trailer was genuinely a generic NPC. So, I don't know. I, I, I see that font and I see this cool little gradient logo they've created for the entry and I'm like, yeah. I'm fucking in. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> I tell you what, yeah. though. Fucking 16 looks ridiculous in Roman numerals. They've really... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it, it is getting to the point where that is 
like, I mean, it probably is literally a joke that magazines and shit were making 25 years ago. Yeah. It, it looks pretty crazy. I kind of like that they've just stuck with the numbering system for this long rather than giving it some subtitle. Like, keep going. Let's get to yeah, 100, I man. Agree. Do it. Totally. Yeah, in yeah, yeah sure. in a thousand years it'll be Final Fantasy MMLDXC X one and one or something. That'll be sick. Yeah. <laughs> Do it, man. Let's yes. let's fucking yeah. let's make this look like the end of a movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, that looked sick. So then straight after that, I believe, it was the Miles Morales trailer, which was a little cinematic and a little gameplay too. And they pointed out from this yeah, point onwards everything was captured on the PS five too. Mm. Yes. Mm. Worth pointing out. Yes. They said on PlayStation 5s, which I thought was a, a funny distinction, like captured mm. across multiple ones. We yeah. haven't just got the same one in the office just working overtime yeah. for this. We know <laughs> We know We're people have been reporting a limited production uh, of this first run, <laughs> but we have more than one PlayStation 5. But, yeah, unfortunately, Morales. having 70,000 of them hooked up in the one office just to capture six games – Yes, it's led to a bit of a shortage of production <laughs> for the rest of you, but that's how we chose to do this showcase. So live yeah. with it. Was uh so Final Fantasy sixteen? They said at the end of that, that's next year, isn't it? Because uh, was I, I think like everything in this showcase, at least you know what they've said, mm. is either this year or next year, which is probably one thing that's worth pointing out. Going yeah, ahead, right. I can't there was actually... nothing in this that was like coming soon. Like everything is within at least the next year, which is kind of cool. Allegedly, mm. uh, half of these will slip. Final well, Fantasy sixteen will be one of them, and God of War two later on will be one of them as well. But sure, uh, that is the target at this point. Mm. Yep, twenty twenty one. Yep. Um. So yeah, this was part cinematic trailer, and then part gameplay which uh i thought i thought it looked great i liked the section that they showed off and you know you know with the microsoft thing we were very uh i guess critical of the way that sometimes these gameplay trailers are done and the and the bits that they kind of choose to highlight and it doesn't really give you the best experience or feel of the game just kind of watching someone play it but this kind of because the you know because the these two spider-man games are very cinematic like this this worked for me this i didn't find this you know, I didn't find this dull. I didn't feel like I was just watching someone else play a game. I thought this was like a very smart snippet of the game to choose to show off. Sure. I mean, I guess the fact that we've all played Spider-Man, I knew what this game is already. And True. I kind of tuned out a little bit during this because it's like it very much is a sequel to that Spider-Man game from 2018, which is cool. And that game was great. And I like Miles as a character. And it's fun that they're doing a... Uh, Lost Legacy style sort of follow up um, But yeah I, That is a very Out of all of these games Very much a known quantity That one Yeah, yeah That's yeah. very true I think uh, Do you guys remember When the first trailer for That Spider-Man game Came out It w- might have been an E3 Or something People mm. were like And I, maybe we were like That's all cinematic That's way too crafted yeah. That doesn't look natural it's surely the game is not going to be all cutscenes, and it wasn't. But it was extremely fluid and great to play. It felt like you were in a cutscene when you were playing it. Like fucking swinging around the city was so fun. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's any skepticism for me this time. And you're right, Knox. It's probably because it's it's sequel. It's all you know. It's an add-on to that game that we've all played. 
Yeah, I guess the only question mark that still hangs above it um, for me is how substantial is the actual thing? Like it's being put out for Mm. a lower price than the other launch games. And I guess money is a thing we'll talk about in a minute too. But um, Mm. there's a version of it too that has the remaster of Spider-Man 1. And this game also, this is fucking brand new today and really weird that they buried the... It's not a lead, but... It's it's a PS4 game. That game is coming mm. to PS4 as well, as are a number of these games that were presumed to be PS5 exclusives. Horizon 2, which isn't shown in this showcase, but that was confirmed afterwards, is a PS4 game as well as being a PS5 mm-hmm. game. So that's that's a strange piece of new information that does make me a little like, oh, I guess you've just turned on reflections in the PS5 version. What am, what am I doing here? Yeah. 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 I wonder cuz like surely to, like if you're you're honest about it or if you know maybe if you do, do drill down to the specs of the games early launch games that are exclusive to a new platform probably aren't going to be like crazily better than the best game that just came out on the previous previous console, no. right? Like I can't imagine a game being much more visually impressive than The Last of Us 2 and there probably won't be one for like 10 years or seven years or something. Well, and even all the marketing talk is around like resolution and frame rate at the moment. People aren't mm. really focusing on other than ray tracing, any of the sort of new uh, visual capabilities of this stuff, because for a long time as well, there won't be any because the plan is to, especially with Xbox as well, but PS mm. five and four are apparently doing this too, that, so many things like happened in the last generation will be cross-generational. It was a mm. good couple yeah. of years after the the PS4 or yeah, the PS fuck I'm already struggling with PS4 and Xbox <laughs> One versus PS5 and Xbox Series whatever. So uh, it was like it wasn't until Bloodborne or something that there was an actual this game is only on the PS4 cuz you had all like mm. Metal Gear was on both, Destiny was on both, mm-hmm. Alien Isolation was on both. And that looks to be happening again for ages. Yeah, and yeah. on both yeah. on both platforms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was uh, after? Was it Harry Potter so after Spider Man? Moving along, yeah. Um, Hogwarts Legacy was announced. Fuck this God. has been talked about oh. for ages, right? Hogwarts yes. is a dumb fucking word. Hogwarts Legacy is, really is not a good one to put after it. No. It's like fucking Origins or Rising. It's like the took a Harry Potter title and so, thought, how can we make this as bad as most video game titles? <laughs> yeah. Fucking Legacy. <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy is a bad mm. name, but the game looked kind of cool. I think none of us really have a mm. huge attachment to Harry Potter, which has worked out in our favour in modern times. But uh, yeah. Right. I mean, I was thinking that as I was watching it, like if you're the devs of this game, like you've got to be pretty peeved that the creator of this world is uh, at it again 24 hours <laughs> yep. before you do the big <laughs> unveiling where, uh, yeah, she's yeah. really, she's she's back on her bullshit in a big way. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it'll, uh, you know, I, I don't think it'll have a huge impact on the game and its sales, but I think it'll... I think it'll have a slight impact, which is a shame. Mm. Like, I do know there are people out there that are just like, even if she's not having anything to do with it, fuck this person and fuck this world she's created. I, you know, those people are certainly in the minority, but that's got to be very disheartening if you're the developer of this and, you know, her having, I assume, no involvement in it other than obviously having created the world and then 
you know, knowing that y- your hard work is going to y- in some way be impacted by this right. person fucking teeing off on social media and now having mm. and now in book form as well. Like, fucking <laughs> hell. It's crazy. Anyway. There'll be a fucking video game adaptation of that book as well that people will be like, what? Are, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a valid yeah, yeah. thing to feel like because your money at some point goes up the stream to JK Rowling relatively directly from yes. this. Like, mm. yes, that's shitty. And it's a shame that that will affect the hard work of, like you say, people who are completely unrelated to her mind, who are expanding a world yep. that she no longer uh, intellectually, I mean, not legally, but in terms of the meaning it has to people, she no longer owns any of this shit. Mm. This shit belongs yeah, to the course. people who yeah, grew yeah. up with it and whatever. Right. And that's what this game is for. So I'm not one of those people. So the game I'm, I'm middle on, but I, I hope that it is something that people can enjoy despite, you know, but then again, I, yeah, I, I don't know where I land on all the death of the author shit, but mm, it looks right. fine. <laughs> it, yeah. It looks cool. I mean, if you're a fan of the world, if you're into it, I imagine this, I imagine you're very excited about this because yeah. it does. I, it's cool that you don't play as it's just, yeah, that, that, that world is so strong you you don't need to adapt the story that we all are very very familiar with now. It's like you mm. can just be this like blank slate in, yeah, in that in that school, tooling around late, that world in the late eighteen hundreds too, which is an interesting setting for it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I'm interested to see how it turns out, and also it's worth pointing out I believe that a number of the developers have and maybe even fucking Warner Brother like. People came out who were involved with this game saying, "Hey, we don't agree with or are nothing and are nothing to do with J.K. Rowling's thoughts and opinions. Please treat us as the independent body that we are." Which yeah, all oh, right. Yeah, if I was working on this game, it might be uh, it'd be a bit of fun to make a very intricate gender selection screen. <laughs> mm. Really fucking stick it to her. <laughs> um, yeah, I was never a huge Harry Potter fan. This I feel like though is the kind of game that if I was, like, 14, uh, it would be my favourite game. Like, if you can actually... I don't know how customizable this game is in terms of a role-playing game because it it's very mm. much emphasised that element in the trailer. Like, all that voiceover was, like, your story, your choices, this is you mm. in this game. So I'm assuming it's like a Skyrim or something like that where it's, like, you customise this character and you go in there. Um, yeah, fuck, it. if I was... a, a a kid, I would, I would love that. Now it's like I'm the age where I would be role playing as the teacher, one of the fucking teachers, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like I can't fully immerse myself in this world unless I'm like the head of the fucking dark arts or some fucking shitty professor. But um, right. I, I mean, yeah, I, I love that this is a game that exists. Like this is, this would be so like genuinely magical for for kids to play. So now, why did you yeah, choose that word, yeah. Ben? That's what, an interesting word kids? you've used there. Kids? Yeah. Kids? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's Harry Potter. We don't know much else not, about um, it. Harry, it's such a narrow world, Harry Potter. Like, are there mature age students at Hogwarts? Is there someone just <laughs> up the back in a robe? Like, how did you pronounce that spell again? Can, I didn't, we didn't quite catch that. <laughs> that's sick, mature age. I, well, Hogwarts is a high school, not a college. There'd be a college of yeah, magic yeah, true. too, There'd right? Be a college like a university. Full of, uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want to go to my, Magic Tape. stage now that comedy clubs don't exist. <laughs> That'd be sick. I want to learn a wizarding skill, not all these fucking book learning. 
taste. Yep. Troll, trolls and fairies. Uh, enchanted. There you go. Very That's good. what it is. Sure. Very, very <laughs> Whoever named stuff. that also went to TAFE. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with TAFE, let me point out, by the way. No. No. All right. Um, Next up, we have Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Brother, this was a dumbass trailer. Um, Fuck, it was silly. That Toy Story bullshit with the with the remote control car. They made this game yeah. look stupid as hell. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, Not much to say on that. No it's real opinion one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it had the remote control car and it had someone like stabbing someone through the head right up close to the camera. Yeah. I've become much more sensitive Ugh. to like this Same. gratuitous violence in games the past couple of years. It just feels bad and it doesn't make me want to play this game, which I had, you know, I've enjoyed these games in the past, but it turned me off. I feel that's, yeah. That's the I, power I, of the PlayStation 5 right there. That's where <laughs> with ray tracing... <laughs> You really feel fucking sick when you blow someone up with a raid <laughs> remote control car. Yeah. I feel the gratuitous violence, yeah, to, especially in a military context. I think, like, in, in other contexts, I'm a little... I can still be slightly desensitised to it, but the whole... Mm. Yeah, the whole kind of, I don't know, glorification of war... Like, when it's, like, someone getting stabbed in the head in that kind of context, it, yeah. it sort of... Rattles me a bit. I don't know. Remember, mm. remember Battlefield Hardline, the cop one. I remember it existing. Yeah, yeah. When they were, I, man, I would love for them to give another crack at doing the promo that they used for that. It was literally a bunch of cops with batons being like, "We'll get you." <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> it's one so thing about weird. This trailer that kind of stuck out to me, which was. Kind of weird was that your the the bit where the, they're doing a sniper like sniping a guy yeah and mm. then it uh, like kind of zooms in and shows the bullet and it actually like you've the player seems to have lined it up perfectly and then it's kind of setting up the set piece is the fact that the that the shot misses and that yeah. kind of struck me as like. Isn't that kind of annoying? Like, you've actually done it probably, but the game is like, no, 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 you did it wrong. Add uh, bullet need, drop we and shit. We need you to have gotten it wrong. I don't know. It, yeah, it was, it was strange to me. funny for that bit too, how like him taking out the sniper rifle and going down the scope and all that took fucking forever. And then the shot he blew off in like half a second. If you go back mm. and watch that, he spends <laughs> forever getting the gun out, giving it a bit of a look, hugging it, and then just <laughs> fucking closes his eyes and swings it and shoots. It's bizarre, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> that looks like fucking Call of Duty. We we know exactly yeah. what that is as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, next up, we had Resident Evil Village, another Ooh, trailer yeah. for this. Which the article says here, gameplay trailer. I didn't feel like there was all that much gameplay in this. It no. kind of didn't give too much more of an impression beyond what we mm. already saw from the very vague trailer already. Looks cool, but yeah, wouldn't mind seeing. A little bit more of what's what's actually happening. There was an interesting thing of like, because it was doing the sort of fairy tale Brothers Grimm story, and I liked the little mm. visual cool style that it had, the Tim Burton-y look for yes. whatever story was. Uh, it, it looks, yeah, it's cool yeah. to see them, like A, I, I really enjoyed the gameplay of Seven, so it's cool to see them keep doing that, and then B, look like they're taking it in cool, interesting directions with all the kind of supernatural witchy shit, and maybe... Messing with how they tell the story a little. It, I'm, mm, I'm into that, I, but I, I agree that the trailer didn't really expand that much. 
very pleasantly surprised by them including that animation or that cartoon stuff. That was yeah, genuinely mm. cool. It might it was something you might see in a good new horror movie from like one of those sort of interesting new American directors. But yeah, I'm into yeah. the aesthetic of this. I, I'd love the flavor of this trailer and the ones we've seen. I'll probably be watching this as a playthrough on YouTube because fuck me if I will <laughs> be able to get through it by myself in a You're dark You're one of the room. most um, <laughs> susceptible to horror people that I think I've ever met. Yeah, mm. I just get fully, fully sucked into it. It's the it's a tense music will make me feel t- very like tense. Those, uh, I'm very easily manipulated. <laughs> You're like those people in the... Um, trailers that they used to show on TV for horror movies where it would be the night vision <laughs> camera in the cinema yes. and people are just like, <laughs> people are throwing their boxes of popcorns going, ah! <laughs> Yes, that's me. And my bo- box of popcorn with the hole in it comes flying off yeah. my lap. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. getting so scared oh, that you throw yeah. your cum everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm pumped for this. I expect uh, too. to enjoy Adam's review of it when he plays it. <laughs> I reckon it'll be positive. Yeah, I've got to yeah. play seven too. I got a real newfound enthusiasm for the Resident Evil franchise mm. after playing the two and three remakes at the start of the year. So yeah, mm. it's uh, been announced at just the right time for me to get very excited about it. Uh, next up, mm. we had a new gameplay trailer for Deathloop. Uh, I didn't really think too much of this when it was first revealed, but I thought this trailer looked really cool. I'm, um, Mm. I'm pretty into this. Yeah. 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 Uh, It's definitely getting more and more interesting to me, more appealing to me with each trailer. This is, um, Dishonored people, right? This is Arcane Studios. So I played Dishonored too. That's one of the games I've, I've tried on, on Game Pass and it's great. Um, there's something about playing sort of that RPG first-person shooter action game on a PC that is not, it just isn't conducive to, to the way I like to play games, but it's great. It's very, very fun, smooth, all those powers and shit. The stealth is really well done. And yeah, this just looks like a fun game. It's got a mm. great aesthetic and it, it yeah, yeah, it just looks like it's going for balls out entertainment. Real fun. It's a cool idea cool if, they, if they pull it off mm. um, in the way they sort of described in this. And I, I did like this trailer a lot because I fucking, I walked away knowing what the game was in contrast to all those Xbox trailers right. where it was like, we're doing sort of Skyrim maybe later on, bye. This mm-hmm. yeah, is a yeah. clear cut. Here is what this game will be. I think it was meant to be out pretty soon as well and that got delayed, right? That was a launch game yes. initially. Um, yep. But yeah, yep. I, You're I, right. that one definitely has potential. Yeah. Quarter two, 2021 at this point, it said at the end of this year. I think for some reason in that right. first trailer a few months ago, I, I think I thought for a bit that it was a um, like it was an online, you know, multiplayer kind of thing. Like the, right. the hook of like you reset on this island, I kind of thought like, oh, this is like right. a battle royale kind of. But hearing that it's like an actual campaign and this story hmm. and this idea of needing to kill all these people on one day and so presumably have a whole thing where you're, you know incrementally trying to get them all into the one spot it's yeah mm-hmm. seems seems really fucking cool Major, yeah. majora's blast mm. okay. i couldn't think of a better one than that <laughs> no we know <laughs> come on tommy hurry sure, up sort of, sort of implicit in uh, in what was said <laughs> ba- bazooka's mask okay Majora's mm-hmm. no, there's nothing. Task Majora's task is to kill M- them all. Majora's M-A-41. task. Maj- oh, 
Okay. Majora's gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. This is a digital launch title. This was the first mm. time in this showcase that there was any uh, mention of a- anything that's launching alongside the console. Which oh, yeah, true. Yeah, because even on, uh, yeah. Spider-Man, when they when they showed it earlier, it said holiday 2020. And then later on they were like, by yep. the way, that means launch, <laughs> which is fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, I, they didn't even make clear if there was new stuff in this or whatever. It looks like it's maybe just... I, I assume there's something, right? But it looks like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, a the, re-release. You, you, you can play as Virgil. So, like, he was, I think, oh. a, a small side character in... D, D, well, not DMC 5, Devil May Cry 5. Um, he's sort of had cameos, but, yeah, apparently he's more of a character in this version. It's a couple of new modes as well, um, and I assume it looks better. I, I enjoyed this game a lot. I almost mm. finished it, I think, on PlayStation 4. Um but, you know, this is one of many, many, many games that are just getting re-released on the next generation. So right. well, I don't know what else to say about it. It kind of sucks for these ones that are like, the fact that some of them are doing, you get a free upgrade and then some of them aren't. It makes the ones that are trying to get around it, like Control as well as this, a, a, mm. a little bit annoying. Same, same way that those Switch re-releases of the Wii U games bother me. It's like, I don't know if you've right. got the value proposition right here if this is coming out for, I assume, close to full price. You know, probably won't be full price. But yeah, what a, I, it's, a, it's a good game, Devil May Cry 5, but I'm not really interested in this version. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's coming out digitally at launch, which I thought was an interesting um, uh, distinction? distinction to make. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I never played it, wanted to. I'll, yeah, I reckon I'll go in day one. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool to have the option. Looks good, mm. but yeah, 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 it's nothing, a fun game. Nothing brand new there, really. Uh, next up, we had a gameplay trailer for Odds World Soulstorm. Mm. Um, this looks cool. I, I do have to say, at this point, both in this showcase and life in general, I am a, a very over the trailer convention of blah blah kind of music running the whole way through especially with this game it seemed very mm. um thematically mismatched mm. to have a soundtrack like i just kept watching it going this looks cool why has it got this irritating fucking music that is in every trailer and yeah anyway but i this looks cool what do you guys what do you guys think yeah um, it looks like another Odd World game, and I'm I'm up for that. But it it didn't blow me away in any respect. Yeah, I think I want to like this more than I do because I love the first two Odd World games. Like they are genuinely a couple of my favorite games of all time. The 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 way the the level of uh, smartness that they make you feel for solving the puzzles, and the level of like humor and genuine wit and and fun that they imbue those games with mm. is is pretty unique. Like you don't often get both. It's rare to get a puzzler that's genuinely funny and charming, um, mm. and they've they've done that. I, I think they've not been re- be able to recapture either visually or like atmospherically the feeling of those first two games with any of the ones that have come out after 3D was the thing. So, and that this kind of had true. the, yeah, this had the same feel of just being like a little, just not quite right, but uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. I like the trailer, but I just, yeah, I think that's probably also the other issue I have is like, 
they made two great games and a bunch of really strange choices after that more than anything. Mm. Like maybe mm. Stranger's Wrath is a good game. I've never played it. I've never wanted to. But yeah, this looks much closer to those original ones and I'm definitely keen to give it a shot. Mm. Yep. Uh, next up, an announcement of Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. I absolutely. The... Yeah. Huh? No, absolutely what? I want to know which direction that absolutely was going in. <laughs> absolutely no idea still what Five Nights yeah. at Freddy's is. Uh, no no idea whatsoever. Me neither. What the fuck it is. Not a clue. <laughs> Not a fucking clue. I see it on what? sale least... sometimes. I see it in the What's fucking yes. EB Games racks. Yeah. I... What is this? Fortnite is Fortnite is wildly popular and it's not something I'm interested in, but I've still managed to just kind of like see snippets of it. I've managed to come across yeah. snippets of it here and there. Yeah. And you know, in order to put together what it is. I, I've never I, I don't know yeah, I have no clue. Have what a guess. What do you reckon um, from what you've seen? What do you reckon Five Nights at Freddy's games are? So it's like I, is it like survival horror kind of multiplayer? I thought it was a party online? game. <laughs> Is it a party no, game? I don't. I literally have no idea. <laughs> I don't think it's multiplayer at all. It's like it's a it's a horror thing where you, uh, at least the first one, you were sitting in like um, the security room of like a uh, Chuck E. Cheese in America at night, and the animatronic animals come to life and try to kill you and you're monitoring security feeds and stuff like that trying to close off doors to stop them from getting to you for as long as possible that sort of thing kind of like a tower defense game i believe that is the the thrust of them okay, okay. you don't like run around right. or anything you're just like watching the screens and like doing yeah at least like in the first one shit. i'm pretty sure that it was just one static screen that you were right. looking at the whole time and it was pretty simple. Okay. Uh, but I and I think I played 11 minutes of the first one in 2009 or something, whenever the fuck it would have been. So I couldn't tell you for sure, maybe 2012, whenever the fuck that first one was around. Right. Okay. But it, so it's like a single player campaign driven kind of thing? More more like a like a uh, survival game in, in the in the style of like stay alive for as long as you can is my impression. Okay, and it, like right, you'll right. you'll survive one night, and then it'll be the daytime, and you'll get to set up again, and then you've got to get through the next night. That sort of that sort of thing. I think. I thought the voice in this one sounded right. cool and scary, but uh, yeah. these yeah. games aren't necessarily games directed at us. Yeah, I think. Well, I I didn't know what. Maybe I would have loved them, but I actually was. This is the first time I've ever been interested. The trailer was pretty good, but yeah, hmm. I'm actually interested yeah. a lot more. In, in the next trailer, which is also for a game I've never played, um, oh, Demon's yes. Souls. Oh, baby. Demon's Souls, extended gameplay. And I thought this was another great uh, gameplay gameplay trailer. Again, just showing someone running around, doing yeah. doing the thing. And it, yeah, it, yeah it, it held me. It looked, yeah, it looked great. That first game is very good. All of the From games are good, in my opinion. They've changed. So it was great to see this actually running because it looks fucking amazing, firstly. But B, the biggest change that I could see immediately is they've they've changed the camera angle significantly where it was kind of a lot more zoomed out and behind the back and this is a lot more kind of brought in Gears of War looking kind of camera angle. It's uh, a change that definitely helps it look or show off the way it looks. Um, and other than that, 
it really looked like they were focusing on making it feel like that first game. There were specific moves and shit that they were deliberately obviously showing that uh, hit all the right spots of what I think people who enjoyed the first game want this to be. I'm really Mm -hmm. sold on it. I haven't played that game since way back in the day and uh, I basically bought a PS5 to play it this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. It looks looks so good. Like I I enjoy the aesthetic of Bloodborne and... And also Sekiro, like I really enjoyed that a lot as well. But this looks better, like to me, like mm. this that sort of gothic, medieval, dark ages horror style taken to the extremes with all the bosses and stuff is awesome. It's dope. It's so cool. I uh, I hope I'm good enough at it to progress through the game. Yeah, it, I'm really interested to actually play it to see how they've tightened it and where they've changed it and. It, the for whatever reason the camera angle being significantly different but in a way that I thought mm. looked really cool has made me very positive across the board about what they're intending to do with this because it seems like they're kind of walking the right line of changing it up enough to make it modern versus keeping it what it what made it good in the first place so I'm I'm super into this right mm. very funny uh, to have a gameplay reveal trailer where someone dying and showing you what that looks like is an integral part of the gameplay trailer. Like, imagine if the person you're watching play the Spider-Man trailer earlier and the thing had just died. You'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? How? Like, <laughs> why, why are you not better at this? <laughs> why did you show us that? But, like, you know, that's, that you died screen is such an iconic thing that, like, of course mm. that's, you know, one of the things that people want to see when they're seeing a trailer for this. Right. Uh, so this is also out uh, day one. This is also a launch game. Not, not that you would yeah. know it from anything that this showcase told you. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you followed, yeah. if you followed Jeff Keeley on Twitter, you found out about it afterwards. But fuck me, they didn't <laughs> yeah, do a great job like, in this actual thing. They were the whole time. They were like, "Hey, check this game. Looks good, doesn't it?" I wonder if it's out on day one. Hmm, well, you'll have to do some Googling, but it's yeah. a pretty good-looking game. <laughs> like, Sony okay, didn't even if- show three out of their five launch games that they're publishing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking nuts. Um, but we'll talk about that in a minute when we're through all of these. Yep. Mm. Yep, yep. So uh, next thing, Fortnite revealed, available at launch. No great surprises there. Um, yeah. Not really of any uh, interest at all to any of the three of us, but, you know, yep, that's there. Uh, Next thing that is very interesting, PlayStation Plus collection announced for the PS5. Mm. Uh, I don't believe that they have said what the subscribe... uh, No, wait, okay. So if if you have an existing PlayStation Plus subscription, that's... Oh, okay, so that that carries over. Ah, okay, right. So, yeah. Pretty much all this is, at first I got to thinking that like, ah, they're doing Game Pass, cool. It's not really that. They're putting up 18 PS4 games for free if you have a PS Plus subscription. So it's kind of like they're doing one really good month of the PS Plus free games, but the Mm. implication Mm. is that you'll be able to access them in perpetuity if you have a PS Plus account. And you'd assume that they add... It's slightly more comparable to the Nintendo Online weird service, except it's mm. like all extremely good games that you get access to. Right. Mm. A lot of them, like if you were out on the PS4 for the generation or whatever, like this is pretty much your top yeah. 20 here. 
Uh, they're, yep. they're a good yeah. bunch of games. I don't remember them offhand, but like it's it's your Last of Us one at least. It's yep. uh, Uncharted yep. four. It's Bloodborne. It's all that sort of stuff that you would put on a short Get list. Of what you want. God of God War five. Final yeah. Fantasy fifteen. Some, I think. Yeah. Yep. Straight out of the box, some big heavy hitters. This mm, is a yeah. yeah. This is just such a smart move for yeah anyone who anyone who missed out anyone on the fence. Um, yeah. Really, it's not, really. It's not quite at the level of Game Pass because, like, a big thing with Game Pass is the day day and date new releases on it. They've yes. got EA Play yeah. coming to that now as well, which is basically Game Pass but just with EA games, which is fucking mm-hmm. not huge, huge, but pretty big. Like, just getting yeah, yeah. more games on that thing for free. That the scale of uh, that library is a lot cooler than what this is, but this is not bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still think that. The, the comparison of Game Pass to Netflix is, is a pretty valid one because, yeah, there's a lot on Netflix, but I also have like a collection of Blu- Blu-rays, all of which I'm happier to have paid 20 bucks for because I know that it's a movie I love. And it's slightly more comparable to that with the PS5 ones because it's like, fuck, all of those games, I think, what is there, 18 or 20 or so, all yeah. of them are extremely good games, games that you would happily pay and I have paid full price for, Whereas Game Pass still, it's like, I don't know, maybe one or two of those games are games that I'm really glad I played on Game Pass. Like the Outer Wilds and the Outer Worlds, probably the main ones. And then there's Gears Mm -hmm. and there's Halo and all that sort of stuff. Like Forza, if you're into the sort of first party Microsoft games, there's having all of those day and date, Gears Tactics and Flight Simulator. There's a bunch of stuff like that. But there is, because, yeah, obviously there's a bigger library. There's a lot more where you're going to go like, I'm not going to play uh, fucking Sticks, S-T-Y-X. <laughs> you fuck off off yes. of my screen, you weird little goblin that I'm never going to find out more yes. about. And, and yeah, to be fair, like I have tried a lot of games on PC Game Pass that I didn't have to pay more than five bucks a month for, which is very cool. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like, I, 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 yeah. I also maybe would have paid five bucks for it on Steam in in a couple of years. But anyway, that's not really the 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 the, the but debate. Yeah, I no. I feel like this is very deliberately. Um, th- this has been hugely influenced by um, them seeing Microsoft going so hard on the idea that they're almost selling Game Pass as a service more so than they're selling right. their consoles, and just going like, all right, straight out of the box, you can have. 18 of the heavy hitters as a you know as a value add as a as a mm. value for money proposition is fucking pretty hard to beat and in terms well, of like yeah getting an Xbox out of the box you can you can have access to this huge library from the past that you may have missed it just them trying to do that same thing and kind of meet them at their own game is i yeah i think a, such a no-brainer decision that right yeah. the problem with these games being like the top PS4 games is that I've played them all. This doesn't add any sure. value That's for people who, it, yes. who were in for the last generation. Like, I think a lot of people at PS4s would have played the majority of these. So, it, yeah. you know, it, it looks cool, but in practice, I'm not going to download any of these. Right. I think yeah. it's it's the same. Well, it's, it's, there's a whole huge side to 
both of these console or all four of these consoles, which is yeah, trying hell. to grab, <laughs> <laughs> trying to grab new people or at least trying to convert yeah. people, right? So like mm. that's why yeah. the Xbox Series S is extremely cheap. It's because they're trying to grab people who maybe don't have a console or are thinking about jumping over from Sony with a great value proposition and... I'm very surprised how cheap the digital PS5 is, but now they're, they're sort of doing the same thing. It's like, hey, if you want to leap over from Xbox and you haven't played mm. all of these Sony exclusives, this is a great way to do it. So, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, Nox. Like, it's it's not for us, that the, that collection, but it is, it's for those people. Right. Yeah. Um, and then second to last, the announcement of the price and the date... Uh, mm-hmm. November the 12th in the US, Japan, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea, and then November the 19th everywhere else. Mm. Uh, the regular one, Australian $750, USA $499, UK £449, and then the digital-only edition, $600 Australian, $399 US, £359. Good prices. Certainly... Less than I was expecting them to be. I think we'd. Uh, mm. I think we all kind of had a bit of an inkling that the um, disc-based one would be up around the nine hundred dollar mark. So, mm. yeah, it's come in. Uh, yeah, it's come in lower than uh, what I was expecting. That's for sure. I mm. yeah, it, it would be really fucking fascinating to know when this price was landed on, uh, com- mm. based on when Microsoft announced theirs, because they've put them at exactly what these prices need for this to be competitive. Yeah. 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 For all the toing and froing and like playing chicken with each other, they've now ended up they're coming out within forty eight hours of each other and at basically the same prices. Yeah. So I I was so yeah, convinced with those Xbox prices that it was like, well, Xbox was always gonna go first because they knew they had this incredibly reasonably priced cheaper version. And Sony was never going to be able to compete with that. So, yeah, of course, Microsoft was always going to drop those prices first. And then I'm I'm very surprised at the prices of, of the PlayStation 5, the, especially the discless one. Like, we talked about this on the show mm. and in the chat about how, like, and you, you're right, Knox, like, a disc drive costs, like, $20, <laughs> $15 probably. Like, that mm. is not the change or the, the that's not the difference in this pricing. Um, it's and a lot of people have been saying today, like the di- the digital one can be cheaper because the money is made through the PSN store, and that exactly. is true. But I, I still did not expect it to be this low. It it makes it, and I think most people have cottoned onto this too. It makes that digital version a lot less appealing when you combine it with this price hike that was kind of rumored, but is taking place now of how much games cost over here. It's yeah. one hundred and twenty four ninety five which is a big increase. Like you you will be locked into paying that for a new game digitally, a f- full price new game yep. here on the PlayStation Store. You've got an 825 gigabyte hard drive to work with, which with our internet is a nightmare in the fucking making. And yeah, unless you're willing to wait for sales, which Sony usually do pretty good ones, uh, I just really don't think it's worth missing out on how much cheaper disc-based games usually are at launch at places like JB to try and be competitive. For sure. Yep. Yeah. I think, I mean, I've bought most of the games that I've played on PlayStation 
in the past sort of three to four years digitally. I've got maybe like 10 on disc and I'm paying for the convenience, but I'm also only paying $99 usually. I never buy that deluxe edition on, on the PlayStation Store. I'm always going 99 bucks, and I that's my limit. <laughs> that's the point where I'm like, any more than this, and I feel guilty for this hobby. Um, and so sure. the possibility yeah, that like, it'll be fuck. 125 um, just not having the option to ever buy one on disc, I, I couldn't commit to the digital one, but... Yeah, I mentioned this in, I think, one of the other groups that we're all in. Maybe a couple of years down the line, I'm like, yeah, I actually only did buy games digitally because I didn't want to go down to the shops. So but I'll, like, if tr- you're, I'll trade it in. You're, it's like approaching a $50 difference per new game with with how well, discounted not, they we are. We don't know how. We don't know. With like, what if the retail physical copies are... 110 bucks now like if the price is going up the price is going up right well this is that's true but the ones that are available to buy on shit like amazon now and whatever a lot of the ones that are 125 uh are being sold for 79 yeah right that's such a huge difference it's already (laughs) that big of a difference though like it's 100 versus like usually 69 often and yeah. fuck mm. i love that number man but <laughs> and sometimes 59 yeah, when they get real gap, competitive yeah. but it's like 30 bucks mm, a game yeah. at least that you're currently saving so like i already buy almost everything on a disc if it's well literally everything i think if it's new um just because yeah that you make back the price difference in like three games over here yeah yeah, yeah i think yeah i think i'm one of those people and i've seen yeah a few other people say like I, I, I'm happy to pay for the convenience, uh, and and not just the convenience of not having to go to the shops, but not having, like fuck. I think I have over a hundred and twenty PlayStation Four games, but I have ten of those in real life. So like, I would never, I would never be able to have that many games in my house. So there's, that is a real, a real trade off. Let, <laughs> let me dive into those games like I'm a fucking crazy ass uncle. I'll absolutely. But um, but no, it, I, I've got a CD me, wallet. Is what I do. Yeah, right. I could never... Yeah, I don't know. Where do you keep all the cases? But it just it doesn't make any sense if I can afford to now. Cage. Well, I don't... Well, I actually have a lot of storage here, but I'm moving. Anyway, the point is <laughs> you just can't, I think, not have a disk drive. Like, what if I want to... Right. And probably I'm going to get rid of every other media player that I own. i got to be able to play my Blu-ray somewhere. So, yeah, that's that's my reasoning. But I completely understand. Like, if you're a family, if you're a student then there's no way that you can afford $750 no matter what. Like getting, what is it, $599 for a Mm. console would have been the absolute limit of my budget when I was like 21. And I would only have been able to afford like four or five games a year tops no matter how much they cost, $70 or $120. So there is a huge section of the market that that exists for. I reckon... So this kind of leads us pretty neatly into my big thing with both of these consoles because there's God of War 2 as a little teaser right at the end there. The little stinger is like, hey, guess what? New God of War game coming out, which we all knew. 2021 was the date they said for it, but that fucking definitely won't happen. But (laughs) hopefully. But either way, with how many of these games are on the PS4, which is more of them than we thought, and Mm -hmm. with how many of the big hitters a fair way away, I think for 90%, of people, unless you like really want to get the newest thing just because you want to have it, 
there is no reason to buy a PS5 or an Xbox anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Spot on. <laughs> yeah. But but that's been true of nearly every new console that's come along for, you know, the last couple of decades, right? Like yes. you you you're right, but I, that's mm. just inherent in in every console launch like yeah, you, you want it day one and you're along for the ride or you're happy to wait it out. Like, Sure. There's none of those like sort of Mario 64 Breath of the Wild type of games popping up here to make you, to really push you over the edge. Sure. Well, but, you know, Breath of the Wild, you could have waited out. You could have just bought a cheap Wii U. If could you have had it on going, Wii U, you know, yeah. That's my point. It's like, yeah. That's what I did. Yeah, it's pretty like I bought a something Switch. like Mario 64. <laughs> <laughs> something like Mario 64 probably Switch. was the last time. Yeah, you want to. It was like a day one launch game that was really worth going. Like, that was like a, a real day one An actual exclusive day like one it, console Halo. Yeah. yeah. Halo on the Xbox originally as well was that. For me, but there, ha- I don't think there's been a a console for yeah quite some time that has launched with something that's been that imperative to pick one up for within the first like no yeah, what six months to a year minimum. Well, and yeah. this this and one is nothing has changed. I think is the point, right? Like that yeah. neither of the companies that are launching new consoles have have changed that, and they must be okay yeah. with that. They must have factored that in. They're just going and like with limitations on you know quantities of fucking chips and shit all around the world, they they must be okay with just like yeah this is a soft launch the first six months you know we'll just get them out into the market, but mm. you're, yeah you're right Knox they haven't they haven't changed that pattern yeah purely as a consumer advice podcast which is what I primarily think of <laughs> us as I would hugely as your accountant. And I looked up what that word means in the fucking dictionary on a Simpsons episode. <laughs> I read over Homer's shoulder. <laughs> I highly recommend nobody buy either of these consoles uh, yeah. unless you our, our, desperately um, have to have them. Our product review is graphics, nine. Audio, nine. Need to buy in the next six months, zero. It's just, yeah. that's, that's our empirical uh, consumer advice. Yeah. Is, um, is Demon's Souls, is that... PS4 as well, or is that a man? An ex- is- that's that's on the fucking PS3, dude. You like well, it's yeah, a remake. <laughs> that that is yeah. not gonna. That shouldn't. Don't be an idiot like me and get pushed over the edge by that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I'm genuinely curious. Is no, that, it that is, is not. That I, is- but so it was kind of weird that for a second there, it, some news confirmed that it was coming to the PC. Oh yeah. And then that got withdrawn apparently. So yeah, yeah, I would wager that that game is coming to the PC and possibly even the Xbox down the line, because the the wording on the thing that turned mm. out to be kept. But I would imagine that the reason that stuff got pulled back after it was like pretty officially confirmed is because people realize we've breached an exclusivity contract by announcing this type of thing. Yeah, right, right. So yeah, I just don't think there's really. Unless Destruction All Stars happens to be fucking amazing out of nowhere, yeah, just <laughs> hang out. Don't don't worry about it for a little while. Yeah, we'll like uh, I said. In, I think when someone missed out on some pre-orders in a, in our Patreon group, we'll be road testing these for you. We'll let you know mm. if they're good or bad, and you you can make your decision in six months when. You can actually buy them because you can't even fucking pre-order them at this point. Right. The, all the PlayStation. Anyway. Yeah. I'm doing some real serious soul searching about how 
dedicated I am to this podcast <laughs> and my wallet yeah. about whether or not there's going to be a fucking new Xbox sitting in over there by the TV soon because that one especially, I have no need for it. But mm. fuck if I haven't noticed my brain is broken enough that I... I'm trying to buy that thing back like it was my own son found on the black market. <laughs> uh, it is burning a hole in my pocket and I fucking hate that. So, yeah. How uh, much will it be when you, quick tra- other- when you trade in your uh, your existing Xbox Nox? Because it's not crazy to buy one for the podcast. You can write it no, off no, as no. a tax deduction as well. As an upgrade, it'd be uh, 399 Australian dollars with a trade in. It's a fair amount of money, but yeah. Also, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Those go on sale yeah. on Tuesday. I'll fucking lose my mind. It depends if I'm <laughs> manic that day or not. To be honest, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, very true. But um, you're right. Consumer advice for the Xbox, especially if you have a PC, is you don't you don't need yeah. one straight away. You probably don't need one for like a year. Same with the PlayStation. There's cool games coming at some point, but. Like, feel free to hold off, especially if you've got a PS4. Mm. Mm. Yep. A uh, couple of other things that they didn't really go into or they didn't mention at all. Um, that Sackboy game is out day one. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, Destruction All-Stars, which you mentioned, is out day one. And yeah. that Astrobot game is out day one and is, in fact, preloaded onto the console. Mm. All of these would have been things that... I thought it would have warranted at least a slight mention at the very yeah. end as you were reviewing yeah. the date and the price, but there you go. I wonder uh, how quickly this was put together because to be like, let's not mention three of our launch games and then also not tell people that Spider-Man is a launch game. Like, Yeah. Strange. Really strange. Weird. Nice to have a pack-in again, though. It's been, like, what, since the fucking yeah. week yeah. that that happened? Yeah. Yeah, it, and it kind of looks like it's showing off a lot of the uh, DualSense kind of stuff in the... Yeah. Um, mm. In the controller, based on the trailer that I watched, so that's kind of yeah, that's kind of a neat a neat thing, sort of something that's in there that sort of shows off what the um, what you know probably uh, a thing that shows off what this controller can do and shows you all these functions that are then never touched upon in Hooray. any other game that ever comes out on the console. Exactly. <laughs> so look forward <laughs> yep. look forward to trying that out. Um, but yeah, that's uh, so that's that's exciting. We now know as of um. Yeah, as of as of today, in the in the space of a week, we found out all the details about the uh, the the big the big two of the next gen, the 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 date, mm. the prices, and all of it. Apparently, after months of just speculation and not knowing. Uh, so right, yeah. it's just banged out in in the one way, and mm. they they like in an interview or something. So I'm gonna trust this when I see the proof of it. But apparently, something like 99 percent of PS4 games will be backwards compatible on the PS5. Um, yep. Which yep. is good to know because it would be. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work with the trade-in chip with all COVID going on, but you know, mm. if you can if you can replace a PS4 and an Xbox and just upgrade and everything runs the same, that's a big deal to me right now. Yes. Yeah. 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 Agreed. All right. All right. Well, big day, exciting Ooh. day. Yeah. Uh, we're going to leave it there for this week. We will see you next time. Filthycasuals.com.au, you can find the links to um, our Bandcamp. Check out that new uh, premium one that we've put up. It was a lot of fun to do where we fixed E3. We've also got the video stuff up on the YouTube. Check that out. Thank you to everyone who watched those live and uh, sent yeah. us a bunch of nice comments and stuff about them. That was very uh, very satisfying, very fun, very proud of what we put together. 
And uh, we've got the Patreon. You can get a bonus episode of the show every week where we talk about TV, movies, and all sorts of uh, other media that isn't video games. Um, That is going to do us for another week. Thank you for joining us. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Go spend three hours poring over our Twitter to find out all the shit we inexplicably didn't mention during the actual episode. (laughs) (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.